here it is. The episode you've been waiting for. The Neighborhood Sellers Podcast with your hosts, Nico and Sasha Antanasio. Grab a chair, grab a drink, grab a friend, and enjoy the conversation. Yo, look at that. Who would have thought we had another week coming, huh? Oh my goodness. This is getting amazing. It is pretty Because cool. we're going pretty steady. We got some followers. I know. You know. Good it, morning, Stace. Pretty... How you doing? Good morning, Nico. Um, welcome to the Neighborhood Tells Podcast, everyone. Yes, yes. We got two of our special guests today. This is a first for the podcast. Um, we talked about how we've worked with different... Pro- Oh man, dude, you gotta lower. Yeah, you gotta lower that a little bit. Yeah, you that a little bit. Ignore that. <laughs> so we've talked about how we worked. We you know we work with uh, athletes and stuff. Uh-huh. This is the first time we have invited someone to the podcast uh-huh. that works for a pro organization. Ooh, woo, woo, woo. You know, hold on. You know what? Give it a little. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely go there. He's got some sound but hold on. <laughs> but New Jersey's only, only named team. Really. Right? The New Jersey Devils, we have woo, woo, woo. two of the account executives. Well, you know what? Listen, I probably butchered your <laughs> yeah, guys' title. Exactly. <laughs> but just let them do it themselves. Yeah, so introduce them. I'm going to introduce you guys. Just let us know what you guys do with the Devils. So we have, I want to say, Senior Vice President of Account <laughs> Services, CGN ticket holders, Tom Villavanola. Did I put woo, your last name? A little bit, but it's fine. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Exact title, manager, member services, and it's Villanova. Okay, Villanova. <laughs> and then oh, I, like the college, Villanova. And okay. I'm definitely going to butcher Chris's. Everybody. So, Chris, help me with you. Because I butchered it. I said in Italian when he walked in, and he goes like, uh, no. And he's, <laughs> So, Chris, go with your title and also your last name, please. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Chris Della Iacono, account manager, membership services. Guys, welcome, Della welcome. Iacono? Della Iacono, yeah. Iacono. Uh, I've been dealing with them I my like whole that life. Name. People have been just so I, I, I go to him, I'm like, hey, is your last name Della Iacono? And he's like, uh, no, Della I'm like, oh, that must be like the Caucasian way of saying it. Like the, the, white, like the American way of saying it. I, I, like I went with the straight Italian way. Made a rag on him. No, no. No, I, no, he's right. I mean, uh, that's how you say it in Italian, so I respect it. So I, um, no, I went, went with that. But gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Um... You know, Why don't you give everybody your um, your handles on social media if yes. they want to follow you? If yeah, you both have one. On, yeah, Twitter and Instagram, just uh, Chris Del Iacono, C-H-R-I-S, and then last name, D-E-L-L-A-I-A-C-O-N-O. And Tom, you don't have one, do you? No, I have, uh, I have both. I do you? Have Twitter and Instagram, it's T-Villanova24. 24. Ooh. Is that your number? Uh, yeah, I was born on February 24th. Where are you? My daughter, she uh, anything she does is GG44. And uh, when Miles Wood was on the team, one of her favorite players on the team, only because of the number, was Miles Wood. When he was traded, or not traded, when he left to Colorado as a free agent, I told her, I'm like, hey, Miles Wood is not on the team. And she goes, who's going to be wearing 44? Like, that was the first thing. Not, like, not that the guy went to another team. Is that who's going to be wearing number 44? Because I want to be rocking that. You know, that's GG44 and everything. Like, so I go to her. I'm like, G, can I ask you a question? What happens if uh, you're on a team and 44 is taken? What's your next number? She goes, four, dad. Like, oh, already she knows her backup number. And she's seven years old. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so for, for the new listeners, you know, what the podcast is. Because every week we're getting more and more new listeners. 
Um, basically, it's a mix. Thank of, you, guys. Go ahead. You know, My bad. That no, was really late. That, that was that was actually very appropriate. <laughs> we definitely needed that one. Um, it's just a mix of sports and real estate. And the Devils has really come up on this podcast several times. A lot of a times. Lot. I mean, I want to say basically, so we've recorded about 20 episodes. We have aired seven. This is going to be, well, you know, we'll air this this week. This is going to be the eighth episode that's aired. Um, but we have recorded 20. And I want to say the Devils has come up probably maybe... 15 times? 19 times? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, exactly. Probably, one was probably... Uh, Only because our daughter plays hockey and the devils you know, are like... Gr- oh my growing God, up... Between Nico and her, it's like, ah. Uh. Growing up, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, growing up, my family was immigrants from Italy, so it was always soccer. Um, my uncle used to get devil's tickets from someone who used to work at the devils when it was at the, um, at the Meadowlands. And we would have phenomenal seats. The seats are pretty much... The opposite corner from where I sit, but it was like row, instead of I sit row two, it was like row like seven or eight, but it was on same side, the opposite corner. So when my seats, I really didn't get, I, Tom will know, knows the background. I never sat down and looked at the seats from when I, when I got my tickets. Um, the rep, he's like, yeah, the seats are down there, down there. And I'm like, you know what? This is kind of fitting. Yeah, let me get them. And I got the seats, and I never sat on them. And then hounded Tom for years to move me uh, from row four. <laughs> that was originally was row four. This was row four, and then I was row four, and then I moved because it was one seat between me and the railing. Then I went over. Oh, you know what? Since Sasha, you're posting, I forgot to put myself on Do Not Disturb. Oh, my bad. Um, I do a ton behind the scenes. Yeah, guys. and then I went to the railing. And then I went to row three the following season. Now I'm in row two. And um, with that being said, were you guys Devils fans or did you guys enjoy hockey? Like, how did you guys get into business? So, Chris, go for it first. Well, how did you guys get into the business? How did you go like, I'm going to be a rep for the Devils? Yeah. Yeah, it was actually, uh, it's a funny story. So uh, sports has always been my whole life. Um, when I was a really young age, maybe nine, ten years old, my dad kind of broke it to me right ahead, right away. He's like, look. You're not going to play professional sports. You might nice. want to look into something else. <laughs> nine years old. Damn. And I was like, all right, Dad, like, if I'm not going to play professional sports, I'm going to work in professional sports. So that was basically... Oh, that's fucking you know, awesome. I knew at a really young age that this is uh, what I wanted to do. So went to Ithaca College. They have a really great sport management program over there. And um, from there, uh, you know, I grew up going to Devils games. Grew up, you know, again, like you said, uh, Nico, the only team that calls Jersey home. So I take a lot of pride in the, in the Devils organization growing up in Jersey. So wanted to work for them. It's in my own backyard growing up in uh, Bergen County. So Oh, you're from Bergen County? Yeah, a town called Oakland. Up, uh, oh, you're up in Oakland, huh? Yeah, yeah, as far north as you can go in Jersey. So growing up, going to games here with my dad, uh, I kind of was able to connect with people just being from Jersey, so it made perfect sense. Uh, they offered me a job my senior year of college, and the rest is history. But, yeah, it's uh, been a dream of mine to work in professional sports. I love working with people, growing relationships. You know, it's been uh, something I always say is, you know, sports has offered me pretty much every great experience I can name from my childhood. So it was – I want to be able to give that back to people, give that something that I had – you know, my fondest memories with my dad are going to Devils games, going to Mets games, going to Giants games. So, being Oh, man, you're a Mets fan? Yeah, unfortunately. Wow. Um, but Struggling, huh? Yeah, he's from Queens, born and raised. <laughs> so he's, you know, he's, he's been struggling a little bit longer than I have with it. But 
Yeah, like those are some of my fondest memories. So being able to give that back to people and give that to season ticket holders as well so that they can kind of, you know, hopefully get something similar to what I got growing up, uh, that's been my big thing. And I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, so I've had a relationship with Tom for, no, this is well, since 2017. We're wearing our season ticket holder jerseys. Um, and you're my new rep since Tom was perfectly promoted. I mean, well-deserved. No, since he dumped you. Yeah, it was well-deserved. Um, no, Tom, if you can kind of give me a background on how you got into this, but I, I kind of want to follow up with the, you know, with the next point, but um, so how did you get into this? And then when did you get, the, get into this? Um, so, I mean, similar to Chris, like, sports has always been important to myself and my family. Uh, my parents, you know, loved taking me. Well, I played baseball, basketball, football, soccer. I mean, every sport except for hockey. Uh, but my dad actually played uh, hockey in high school and club in college. Um, oh, that's pretty cool. So he was really into hockey. So we would we would take. Uh, I mean, he wasn't as dedicated to the Devils. Um, as, you know, he wasn't like huge into going to professional sporting events. Mm -hmm. um, so we would go to the Devils, we would go when they were at the Meadowlands, we would go to the Garden, see the Rangers, we'd go out and see the Islanders. So we would we would see different hockey teams, um, but you know, just sports in general, having that background was really why I got into the business of sports. Similar to Chris, like I knew I wasn't gonna be a professional athlete, um, but you know, I went to school for sports management. And you know, from there, it was a little bit of a journey to get to the Devils, and I've been with the Devils since 2015. Oh, okay, um, so you were there before the Harris Group. Yes. So how did that how did that transition work out? Um, it was uh, it was very interesting. Um, you know, there was changes that happened with the uh, with the staff in general. Um, there's also changes with the front office crew. Um, during that time, you know, they went from uh, having Lou Lamorello to mm -hmm. Ray Shiro. Um, brought in a new coaching staff and now even since then there's been further changes with the general manager and the coaching staff so it's it's been a really interesting ride and um, I've seen a lot of people come and go but like now with the ownership group in place it's been a whole different vibe a whole different culture and you know obviously the team on the ice speaks for itself recently and uh, this, the you know, that's, that, that's funny you say that because you constantly say, hey, the team speaks for itself. <laughs> I mean, have you said that many, many times? I'm sorry to cut you off. So how is it working from a pretty much first ballot, no-brainer, Hall of Famer in Lou to, you know, Tom, who's been, you know, he's kind of new. I mean, he's not new to it because he was working in the front office. But um, how do you go from basically... Lou, who's just this pioneer. I mean, every team he's worked with had some type of success. Obviously, he's had three cups with the Devils, um, but he has he found success in Long Island almost immediately, um, bringing them to basically the conference finals. What was it? Did they go six games with the Islanders? It was seven games. Seven games, right? 2021, I think. Right. Yeah. And they lost to... Um, to, to, yep, to the Tampa, who had I mean, just a dynasty of a, of a team. So how did, how did it go from basically Lou to Tom? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I wasn't obviously in the room for these conversations, but I think, you know, those transitions were predetermined, and the ownership group came in, and, you know, Lou, I didn't know him personally. Um, he was there for about a season, I think, when I first started, and, you know, he had his hands in a lot of different areas, and I think the ownership group, when they took over, wanted to just go in a different direction. Um, obviously, to your point, Lou is a Hall of Famer, mm -hmm. and 
it was, I'm sure, a tough decision to make. Um, but, you know, in doing so, there's, you know, when Ray came in, Ray Shiro, um, there was a lot of, there was a lack of depth in the prospect pool. And yeah, his true. main focus was getting the age of the team lower. And obviously you can see our core, uh, I think our core unit, like Jack, Nico, um, Jesper, like all those guys are extremely young. Um, and now they're all on massive, you know, long-term contracts. So we have that core locked up. So, you know, Ray was really that transition guy that brought the, the core age down. He filled our prospect pool up. And now Tom's, you know, used those prospects to bring in guys like Timo Meyer um, and just make the team have more talent, um, taking that prospect pool, trading it for, you know, more talented, ready to play. You know what's phenomenal is that Jersey was never a free agent's landing pad. Nobody really wanted to come to Jersey. Um, Hamilton was one of the most recent guys who said, you know what, fuck it, I'm coming, mm -hmm. and we're going to win. And Hamilton has been, I guess, in the new kind of, era of the New Jersey Devils, Hamilton was basically the backbone because he came at the same time that we had Nico, who was a child, you know, and it's, it's kind of funny because when we go to the games, I mean, we, where we sit, we can, we, we can talk to the, we can talk to the players. I mean, they're right, they're right at eye level, more or less. Uh, we, we sit right at the, at the, the tunnel um, where they come out. My daughter is friends with Erica. Um, uh, watcher mm -hmm. right, so for people listening What's nuts about it? I've gone to I went to a game with my son because now it's basically which kid I'm gonna bring She asked me she goes. Hey is Gigi sleeping? I'm like uh, I don't know she goes. Hey, you want do you want to FaceTime Gigi? I'm like yes, of course. I'll FaceTime Gigi <laughs> and you know So Sasha's laying in bed with with Gigi putting putting her to sleep I'm at the game with my son the devils are playing and here's Erica FaceTiming uh, my daughter. Hey, what's up, buddy? It's like the most amazing thing ever. Uh, uh, thank you. you Why don't you put it over you there? You have to erase it for him. Oh. You want to. oh, you want me to erase it? Okay. Thank you. So, mommy, mommy, help you with that. Okay. There you go. Here you go. So, we have uh, we do have a special guest in, inside the room. We have our son, John Luigi. <laughs> um, you know, he, Hashtag parent life. Yeah, <laughs> you know, as parents. So, it's just awesome. So, watching Nico coming onto the ice, his rookie season, Watching uh, Jack coming onto the ice, his rookie season, it was, you're watching like young men, like, you know, they, they're teenagers. Nico was- Oh, babies. Nico had just turned- Wasn't he like 10 when he started? Nico had just turned 18, <laughs> right? He had a full fat, a full cage in uh, in like the, the, the camp. He had a full cage, right? And Jack had just turned 19, I think, or, so these kids, they, they I mean, they're babies playing with grown men, and they really, really can perform. And it's just awesome how, you know, Hall, um, you know, in Hall, he was traded. He was traded here. But Hall's uh, heart season and all that, it's just what brings to us Devils fans is giving us a little sense of the 90s now in the 2020s, which is really special to us. Um, now you had just gotten married, right? Yeah, correct. Uh, Congratulations on that. Thank you. And uh, what's pretty cool is his honeymoon was in South Africa. And what? so when we were trying to schedule you guys to come in, and the scheduling was, and I do appreciate you guys coming in, um, it was like, oh no, I'm going to be on my honeymoon, I'm going to South Africa. Um, and then we were supposed to do another date, and 
you know, the position you're in, it's no surprise when, hey, the president of your division says, we're going to have a meeting. And you, you're like, I'm doing a podcast. No, like you're going to that <laughs> meeting. So, you know, kind of thrown, you know, usually we throw sports into the real estate. You know, today we're going to throw some real estate into the sports. <laughs> so prior to you and your wife getting married, did you guys, were you guys um, living together? Did you guys have separate places? Like, how did that work out? Like, do you have an apartment now? Do you have a house? Like, how's how's that kind of going from a single life to engagement life to married life go? Yeah, um, it's definitely been a fun adventure. Um, you know, we started dating back in 2019. Um, I had my own place in Weehawken. She was in Hoboken. Um, and then COVID, <laughs> and then COVID happened, you know, obviously shortly after that. And you know, I still had my place. She had her place. And, you know, we eventually, obviously, it was a couple of years down the line. We decided that we were ready to buy our own place um, in 2020 uh, or 20, October. Yeah, October 2020. Um, we actually purchased our, our first place in Jersey City. Nice. Um, so we have a nice little two-bedroom uh, condo in Jersey City. And we just love it down there. I mean, we were deciding between, you know, renting and buying. And, you know, at the time, we got really lucky where where we wanted to buy, people were moving out of because no one was commuting to the city anymore. So prices were falling, interest rates were super low, and we were like... You were lucky, dude. Yes. <laughs> a couple months later, you're paying stupid money. For, mm -hmm. Like, the equity you have in your condo, it is just stupid right now. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure you know it, right? Yeah, and we took, you know, we took three months or so to fully renovate our place, mm -hmm. um, and thankfully her, her dad's a handyman, and he, he's, he was That's a amazing. huge help in that, and you know, we had sledgehammers out, taking out all the tiling, taking down the wall, taking down some walls. And uh, it was definitely a huge, huge project. But thankfully, I mean, during COVID, we weren't in the office. So we had the opportunity and the time to actually, like, put extra effort into, uh, you know, renovating the space and then, you know, finally moving in, uh, you know, a couple months after we purchased it. And I was talking to Chris uh, about a month ago. And you had just mentioned to me that uh, you had just moved into an apartment in Hoboken, right? Yeah. So, uh, again, as I said earlier, was in Oakland. So, um, and let me cut your, do you know the Longas in yeah, Oakland? Yeah, Justin Longa. Yeah. 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 I know them. We went to high school with them. I played football with Justin. Then they're all the brothers. They're all firefighters on the uh, mm -hmm. Oakland fire department. So yeah, yeah so I know I, their family very well. So his, their father was from Bogota. Mm -hmm. He was the youngest chief fire chief in Bogota. Doesn't uh, me. Yeah. So Jack was the youngest chief in Bogota and, uh, I, I know I know them through the fire department. Yeah. Uh, I've been on the fire department since 20... No, I'm sorry, 2005. I was going to say 2005, 2005. <laughs> um, but yeah, so go ahead. So you were going into the department and... Yeah, so uh, I do have a girlfriend who lives in Hoboken right now, but for all intents and purposes, I guess you could say I'm living the bachelor lifestyle. It's me and one other guy in a two-bedroom apartment uh, down in Hoboken, and um, we're renting, so we're not owning by any means. And it just seemed like the right time. You know, I was saving money in Hoboken for, or I was saving money living at home for Hoboken for about a year. It's, uh, it seems like anyone in their mid-20s right now, like if you live in North Jersey or if you're commuting to even the city and you're in New Jersey area, Hoboken, Jersey City, that's the place to be right now. It seems like everyone wants a piece of Hoboken. Um, so it was nice to get in there, you know, uh, it's funny. I was looking in 2020 when COVID hit because I was working with the Devils. Rent was way less, and I almost wish that I did it then. Oh, now, yeah, the rents now are uh, you know a little bit higher than it's they were. Almost fifteen hundred dollars more. Yeah, than yeah. what it was if you did it back then. Yeah, you would honestly be paying less now. Um, it, you know, it looks like you're wearing no pants. Um, I know, I'm wearing leggings. 
Um, <laughs> I wanted to add to that actually. I lived back in Ho- I lived in Hoboken back in like 2009, up until I met Homeboy. Um, oh my God, I was paying for one bedroom with nothing included, no um, nothing, we, no utilities or anything. Do not disturb. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Um, nothing included, and it was like eighteen hundred dollars, and it was when I broke my femur, so I was like still on crutches and like. I drived, I drove, but I parked my car because I walked on crutches everywhere, on my wheelchair everywhere. So I would get like tickets, like, oh my God, 50 tickets a month. And I would go to court with my, my boot on because I had on like a whole bionic woman thingy. I'd go to court and explain to the judge. And um, But it was ridiculous. So the building that I lived in, they were selling the building at the time, the Brownstone. I lived on Lavender Bloom. It was going for 200000 It just sold five mil. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, what? Back then, oh my God, if I had known a smidget of what I know now, instead of paying that rent, I would have used that as a down payment. We we all can't be Tom. Yeah. (laughs) Tom was was right place, right time. I know. I'm sure you're going to give credit to your wife on this one, right? Absolutely. (laughs) I I was the one that found this place. Ooh. So we actually went to the top we're, we're on the top floor it's a four four unit building we're on the top we're in the top unit the third floor one was actually the one that we had signed up to see and the real estate agent um ended up saying hey you know the fourth floor just opened up too so we went up there and it's the high ceilings we have skylights and awesome. so it was just it worked out right place right time and you know she was like hey just so you know if we go with this one we're fully renovating it and like i was like let's do it this is this is where we want to be and you know we're right in Paulus hook uh, for nice. folks who know Jersey City well, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a really great spot. It is. That definitely is a good spot. And it's I wish also, we only paid 200 for it. That would have been nice. <laughs> we all wish. You know, your commute to the Potential Center is just easy. I mean, for both you guys. So you, I'm assuming you take the train? No, you drive? I drive it. You do drive? It's, Hoboken's very walkable, so it's almost like I don't even need a car. I almost might just drop it off at the parents' house in Oakland leave it there. Exactly. Um, and have mom and dad drive you off? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have them, have them, like going to school back in the day. But no, I drive. It's like 20 minutes in. Um, getting home's a little bit worse, maybe like 35, 40, depending on what time you leave. After games, you know, when it's not 1030 at night, it takes 20 minutes. Much easier than Oakland, which is about 40. Without Wait, it takes you how long to get home? After games, about 20. What, like, what, okay, what time are you guys leaving, though? So at 5 o'clock, it'll take us like 40-ish minutes. No, no, no I'm saying, how long after the game are you leaving? We leave at like 10.30-ish. So like, o'clock. let's say the game, the game done. Say the game is ten, done at 10. What time are you out? It depends. Some games will have like post-game responsibilities that we'll have to take care of, uh, you know, with fans, fan experiences that we do after games, post-game. So if I have one of those, I'll leave anywhere between 10.45 and 11. Okay, so it totally makes sense. Yeah, if I don't have one of those, I'll leave it. Uh, if the game ends at 10, I'll be out of there by 10.15, 10.30. Sometimes I'll wait in the office, get some work done so that the traffic subsides. Because otherwise, it's like if I'm going to sit at my desk and get something done or sit in my car and sit in the parking lot, mm-hmm. I'll pick my desk and be productive with that extra 20 minutes versus just, you know. Now, do you guys get to – hold on. Hey, hey Gijo. Watch the chair because you're hitting Mr. Chris. John Luigi. He dropped all the cereal. Oh. Uh, so I, I, Chris, Mr. Chris, I'm sorry that keeps on. Uh, he's hitting you with the chair. So now, do you guys get to, um, like, do you guys get to interact with the players or no? No. I mean, uh, the only interaction we ha- really have with the players is like, you know, if you walk by in the parking garage or in the lo- on the event level, like, mm-hmm. you'll, say, you'll say hello just to be friendly, but. 
outside of that, it's really the autograph session when we're kind of running security for them. Um, that's really the only times that we uh, have any interaction with uh, with anyone on the on the uh, ice. Now, when it comes to the fan experiences, those are available for everyone, or I guess just to see as the ticket holders, or how, how does the fan experiences work? Yeah, so it's mostly catered around season ticket holders. Um, you know, we do have some group experience packages based off of, you know, you can bring out a group, and if you spend X amount of dollars, you qualify for certain things. Maybe it's a photo on the ice after so, the game. So all money, it's yeah, all money. There we yep. go. Uh, maybe it's a photo on the ice after the game. If you spend enough, uh, you we call it a youth hockey matchup. So you in between periods, you know, two teams will go out there and they'll actually play for three minutes on the ice during the intermission. Wait, so that's only three minutes long? Only three minutes long. It feels Why a lot this, longer. If, no, it actually, feels a lot, it feels a lot shorter, actually. No, it oh, feels yeah? longer, longer. No, you have like 30 kids on each side and... God forbid a goalie lets up a goal. Everyone's like, oh. <laughs> but when a goalie makes a save, it goes crazy in there. Yeah. No, it's an awesome experience. And I mean, for the kids, it's, you know, you're playing in front of 15,000 people for a few minutes. It, oh and it God. feels like oh my it, God. it's a dream come true. Um, I, I'm a 41 old, and I'm 41 years old. I would love to do that yeah, I mean, <laughs> for I'm, a minute. Yeah, I'll go out there as well. Um, so, yeah, we cater those experiences. You know, those are for groups, but we also, you know, for season ticket holders, just giving perks, uh, whether it's, again, photos on the ice after the game. Um, in rare instances, there are opportunities to meet players after the game. Again, th that doesn't happen every single game. Those are pretty rare. Um, I'm, you know, other opportunities would be like pregame. We do chalk talks. So there's, there's a lot of accessibility within being a season ticket holder where, Maybe you'll hear from uh, the GM, Tom Fitzgerald. You were talking about him earlier. Maybe you'll hear from some of our guys in our hockey anal analytics team really peek behind the curtain on what they're building, how they're building it, and what they're looking for in specific places. You know, I'll tell you this. I think that's that amazing. the Harris group – so I was, a I was a season ticket holder when the Harris group took over, right? Um, they took over, what, in 16, right? 15? Yeah, I think it was in 16. 16. So, I mean, I don't know any prior groups, but uh, Ray Spiro – was the GM when uh, when we were were there? I look at pre-COVID and look at now. Pre-COVID, we had we had the, and I think that was the first time in a long time where we had the rookie player signing event. So we had um, uh, obviously we had Nico, um, Stefan, uh, um, um, goodness, uh, what's his last? I can't Gibbons. Remember. No. Givens wasn't a rookie. Uh, it wasn't a rookie, but Miles Wood was a rookie. Um, who else was a rookie? I mean, there, there was several rookies, and then we had, you know, then we had the the minors players. Then we had, you know, a couple months later, then we had the regular signing event, the player signing event. We had, you know, we had a lot to offer. Then COVID. What's that noise now? Here. Him. I was in my tummy before, but now it's him. No, I guess it's the air conditioner. Oh. Um, I get super distracted. Then COVID happened, and we had a $200 food voucher for staying on. And then we lost a lot of stuff because, dude, it was COVID. You know, we, we all knew it. So we lost the signing events. Uh, we were supposed to have a signing event with PK, and that ended up just being a... Suban. Yep, it was a <laughs> photo getting sent to the house and, and, it, and its replacement. And now, lately, we I feel like we're getting more than we did pre-COVID. Uh, is that by design, or is, it, is that with the new brass, you want to say? Is, is that, you know, what, what's given us those more additional perks? Yeah, I, I don't think it has anything to deal with the ownership groups. 
um, you know, to me, it, it more so coming out of COVID, like we understood, like, you know, members like yourself that stuck on board through a season and a half where we couldn't even have people in the building, mm -hmm. um, which was super tough. And, you know, the business, obviously, well, all businesses like were taking a hit at the time. Um, so now that we're able to revamp up all those opportunities and like get back to normally what we were doing normally. And now we have, you know, myself, I've been with the organization for eight years. Um, you know, our director of member services has been there for six years, I believe now. So we kind of have the framework down and now we can make those events even better. And we've done a lot of, a lot of homework and we've talked to a lot of different teams of what they do for benefits. And to me, uh, maybe biased, but, um, you know, we offer the most comprehensive benefits of any other hockey team, in my opinion. Now, as you're saying that, let me just go into my, uh, my, uh, Black and red awards. And make sure I, you know, check in for today. I missed one day last month. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's rare that I get every single day. Um, but if you don't start the first, then you don't get that fifty points. Definitely. So, um, you know, now, uh, w so you have the part, the part season package. Then you have the full season package. The full season package, it's called what? Black and red, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have the club option which is what black membership within the black and red. And then those are the two, or is there an additional one as well? Yeah, so those are those are our main two. Um, and obviously we'll offer um, a premium product. So if anyone wants to buy a full share suite, so you get that suite for every concert, every Devils game, mm -hmm. every other event in the building, uh, or in the loft space or the uh, M lounge, like those are all contractual products that, you know, Chris is able to sell those products. And then we actually have a different service team who services those specifically. Um, and then, you know, there's also those partials, those 14 and half season game plans um, that our new business team is responsible to service and sell. Now, you know, and, and Sasha, you know, let me, like, you know, I, I keep on jumping down your throat. No, all you know, I care about is the fighting and that's subsided since COVID. So that's why I don't not, really not attend really. much games. See the devils. And not only that, I get bullied out of, um, I get bullied to come to the games. It's like he, when you guys have um, the events, the members' events or whatever, the season ticket holders, he's like, he's telling the kids, if mom goes, we'll, if we go as a family, we'll go. If mom doesn't go, we're not going. Dude, it, it, and I'm like, bro, I'm not going. Like, Have you ever seen a deer skate? <laughs> You know, like a newborn baby, baby deer trying to walk with the legs like this? <laughs> that's literally me. That's, that's Sasha skating. <laughs> It's this. We did it, and meanwhile, my daughter is in the middle of the ice doing backflips and all this stuff, and she's like, Mom, come over here, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I am like, I have a body of a 90-year-old person. I literally just had jaw surgery. My lower back, my upper back, my neck, my jaw, my feet, everything so, is jacked up. So Giovanna sprayed, her, sprayed her, and she's like, I'm done. I'm getting <laughs> off the ice. <laughs> but I held off to the side. I made it like halfway around and I had to hold on to the side to get back. And all these little kids, like five, six years old, little babies, they're like holding on. They're like, hey, you got to go around me. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> I'm like, you're closer to the ice, bro. I can't fall. Me falling, I'm going to end up in the ER. You are just a little bump. It's all good. And they're like, ma'am. No, go, go, and then Gigi would come. She'd bring me a little. I was just like dying. I was like, no. Usually the parents yeah. holding the little kid's hand. And you got yeah. the, you got the little kid holding the, the grown up's hand. I can't. So what is? Guys, your... I'm brown. I can't. I can't with the eyes. Hold on, no but we just together. watched Black Ice. Yes. Oh my 
God. You, that have was... you guys seen that? The the documentary about no. uh, minorities in hockey? Oh, my God. Uh, it, it was, was amazing. And um, PK it, was in it. Yeah, there was actually a lot of ex-devils in it. So you had PK, you had Kevin Weeks, you had um, Smith Pelly was in there. You had a lot of, I mean, and then when I was telling it Sasha was in the car, if you think about it in the, fa- you know, in, in the recent uh, past, We've had a lot of minorities play within the Devils, and it was pretty pretty cool um, to see all these guys on this documentary on it. And I'm like, oh, he was a Devil, he was a Devil, and showing how diverse the actual Devils itself were. Um, it, w- it was really cool. Like we're huge movie buffs. We'll watch like three movies a week. You know, like some. We actually we watch three movies in 24 hours. You know. Yeah. I say week, it's, it's actually a lot. It's, like it's just three Saturday and, and Sunday. So we actually ran out of stuff to watch, and we're looking at it, and I'm like, yo, this looks really good. So we had to drive out to watch it, because it was like it was just uh, in one only, theater. Yeah, only sitting So we, we went to watch it. It was a really good movie. It was a documentary. My daughter was solely in. It was super into it, and they showed the he history. He was even into it at certain parts. He yeah. was like, oh, my the God. The thing is, he... Because the, the night before, we watched Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible. It was the day yeah. before it. So we went from two like action-packed movies to Black Ice, which was a documentary, and he was like, kind of not into it because it was like action to non-action. But you know, going into like the the stuff. So if somebody wanted to become a season ticket holder, is there like do they get a dish? Like do they get like like a signing bonus? Like do they get a perk just for signing up, or is just like oh, that's a good how, how does it work? Like. Are they dropping money? I, I see. I don't think. I don't know if things changed since 2017 when we when we did it. Um, you know, we have the you know 12 months payments where you know you can. It's basically it's interest free more or less. I mean, they're just breaking it down to 12 different payments. I think there is a service fee that you have to pay. You know, outside of it. Um, if you have an American Express, I think that's another option. If you can pay Ooh. with American Express, is that? Yes. Yeah, so we used to have a partnership with uh, with American Express. Okay. So I'm now, wrong. Yeah, now they only sponsor the league as a whole. Okay. So we used to have an individual sponsorship, which allowed us to give additional perks if you use an Amex. Okay. Um, but yeah, to your point, there's a, you know, if you sign up in February, it's a 12-month interest-free payment plan. And then I think now we're down to a seven-month plan, just, you know, where we are on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, because all payments are due by uh, January of, of the following year. So, um, you know, that's the bit, that's the nice thing about the membership is, like, there's no interest associated to it. Um and you know, if anyone wants to buy any tickets, um, the great thing is if they use uh, Nico, if they use your information, um, it's a referral for you. Um, and oh, we get one. Oh, shit! I didn't even realize that. Yeah, and anyone that you hit would Chris re- up and tell him that Nico sent you. Exactly. Yeah, so, <laughs> and Chris, give uh, give everyone your sales line. Yeah, yeah. my uh, sales number uh, 973-982-6310. And uh, Sasha, I'll get you your jersey if, uh, if oh. you know, that's part of the, the referral <laughs> bonus right there. Yep. Deal. Um, so what is your favorite like event that the Devils do? Uh, for me, it's the Dime with the Devils event. That is pretty uh, which, cool. Uh, you'll, you'll be... Definitely invited to that now going forward with right. uh, with your new with your new clubs your new club access, um, but it's a, it's an awesome event. It's basically a glorified cocktail hour for you know three or four hours, um, and you know it's an opportunity to mix and mingle with all the players while having a having a couple of drinks, having some food, and it's not a stand in line and get autographs event. It's a you know come hang out and mix it's, and mingle. So we we went to the one that was just this past season was the oh that was awesome. It was a two thousand three cup team and. I mean, it was pretty cool. So I want to tell you something that 
I want to tell you guys something that nobody knows. I've mentioned it on the podcast only because I mentioned it on the podcast. I'm going to say it. Oh, about the thingy? Yeah, about the oh, thingy. Oh, man. I, I, I grabbed the Stanley Cup and I, I held it. First, he thought he was, it, he was so, like, it's fake. He's like, there's uh, no way they're going to have the real thing. The guy here. wasn't in the room. And we were one of the first people <laughs> there. I it mean, was there like, was probably yeah. maybe 10 people at the time we got there, right? And a lot of the people were downstairs at the BMW. But it, it, that, cold, that night was fucking cold. It was cold that night. It you guys know It night, was yeah. cold. And it was in Hoboken at the W. And we went into that room that the Stanley Cup was in. And I'm like, there's no one there. So, you know, I kind of lifted up a little bit. And I'm like, oh, man, this thing is pretty heavy. Like, I wonder how these guys. I are. actually have pictures of you just yeah. holding it and stuff. So then I'm grabbing and like hugging it and all that, you know. There was no one in there. So I'm like, Sasha, this, this is he just. He was like, look at the cuff. He was acting like he was an expert on it. He's like, look at it. It's and I, like, like, and I'm reading it. I look at it. It's like. I'm like, I'm looking at it. You know, I'm like, <laughs> it's the fucking Stanley Cup. It's the best trophy <laughs> in all pro sports. It's the best trophy. I mean, I, I mean, and I don't know if you guys agree or disagree. If you disagree, I don't give a kid. I don't give a shit, but it's the best trophy. <laughs> so I'm looking at it. So there was no one around. Now, let's fast forward like three hours. And the guy shows up. Brodor with the guy. No, Brodor. The, the guy that protects oh, the yeah. cup. Yeah. But Brodor walks in with the Stanley Cup and he, yeah. he's kind of like holding it, you know. And I'm like, all right. And then in the background, I see the guy with the white gloves, the keeper of the cup. I turn to him, I'm like, Sash, it's the it's fucking real. real thing. It's not <laughs> fake. And she goes, how do you know? I'm like, it's the fucking keeper of the he's cup. right there. Like, like, what? Then I'm like, oh, now I want to take a picture because it's real. And he's so, like, nope. So after everything was done, they put it back in the room. I didn't say nothing to the guy. So I'm like, this is a replica, right? He goes, no, the replica's in Toronto at the, at the museum. This is the real one. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> so I, I, I grabbed the cup. You know, I think I, I grabbed the cup. I mean, it was a pretty mo cool he, moment. He couldn't stop talking about it. Yeah, I couldn't. I, told, I was bragging to everyone. I'm like, so I, I always ask him, do you guys know what was the craziest thing that was put in that cup? Gold. No, 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 no. Don't, don't say oh. it. Don't, but it's not gold. I don't remember. You don't remember? No. Oh, okay. Chris, what do you think is the craziest thing that was in the cup? Uh, I'm sure there's been some crazy things right? to go in that thing, but um, I mean. A scripper. Yeah. As, <laughs> the, only thing, the first thing that popped to my mind was just beer, which Legs I know eggs. for a fact has been a lot of, probably a lot of beer in there based off of social media videos. Right. So that's probably my guess. Tom, what do you think? I, I've seen people eat cereal out of it, but like. I'm sure that's not the craziest, but like, I don't, what is the craziest? So he said that Ovechkin, Ovechkin put $15,000 worth of caviar oh, in eating out of the cup. $15,000 worth of caviar in eating out of the cup. You know what's pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> cool now is awesome. that uh, Vegas was the first team to get the cup after it was engraved. I don't know what that means, but okay. So, I, uh, for so they put all the names on it and then they... Yeah, so usually the players get it yeah. right afterwards, but I believe this season here, Vegas was the first team that got the cup after they engraved all the uh, the, t the, the players' names on it. Hold on. Is Vegas the first team to that cup? And yeah, I'm going to look like an idiot if I, uh, if I get it wrong. The names of the Golden Knights were engraved before each member on the team got their cup on the day of the cup. So, yeah. Interesting. So, it was oh, wow. the, the first team. And hopefully, that's a tradition. And I think if you think of all the four major sports, hockey has the richest and thickest tradition, uh, traditions. Uh, right? Transition? Traditions. Okay. No, right? No. What do you think? <laughs> I would say so. I mean, hockey's been around. The original six is still just such like a... Like it's engraved and yeah, it's on. woven into the, the fabric of the sport. And people like the fans, 
not only of those teams and like you know obviously a huge rival in the Rangers is is one of those teams but I, I feel like the fans really gravitate towards that and they've done so much expansion since then but yeah but hold on you're talking about the original six outside of Chicago and Montreal the outside of those two teams the original six those other teams really haven't won any cups and if you think about most recently it's been the Blackhawks right Montreal hasn't won since the 90s Obviously, the Rangers haven't won since 94 mm -hmm. with that stupid cross-check that helped um, you know, Matteau have that wraparound. If it wasn't for the freaking cross-check, Matteau. So Matteau was at my daughter's last hockey practice this past season. The guy's a fucking giant. He's huge. So I go to my daughter, and I'm like, yo, cross-check him into the boards. And he was really cool with it. I'm like, I want to take a picture. And she's like, no, I don't want to hurt him. I'm like, this guy hurt me. Like, you don't understand. <laughs> I was hurt in 94. Um Right, so like, like outside of those, the, the first six, like everyone keeps on talking about the original six, the Red Wings, another storied franchise. The last time they won was what in two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah, somewhere around there. You know, like they, they won after the Devils, you know, yeah. the, the, the Devils. But you know, I, I don't see how everyone keeps on talking about the original six because there's so many more storied franchises now. And if you think about you know, Pittsburgh, and if you think about the run like Pittsburgh had, the, and the names came out of Pittsburgh, and, and the names that came out of Tampa. I mean, you have a hot city in Tampa with such of a recent dynasty team. You know, Colorado, you know, that the trade, the, we, we mentioned on a past, uh, past broad, um, podcast about the Lindros trade to, um, you, know, to the, you know, to the Flyers when the, the Nordiques got a lot of the players that made, made it. I mean, Boston had a lot of championships, and you know, maybe you know, definitely have to throw Boston in with the the talk with you know with the Red Wings and, and, and the Blackhawks, um, you know, Montreal. I mean, they, they won a lot, and even most recently, Boston is one of our bigger rivals. Um, you know, when it comes to, I mean, one thing when it comes to hockey, uh, you love rivalries, and I and I did tell you guys I wouldn't give you guys any baited questions. Shit, I kind of lied because I did. I, I just thought of one, and I. Now, when it comes down to our tickets, it's tiered, right? This past season, we had an A+, plus, right? Which was the Rangers, because we always get a Rangers weekend game and a Rangers, like, Tuesday or Wednesday game. Usually, it's like a Thursday game. Uh, why this season did we did get the A+, plus? is that something outside of you guys' range? Or, or, what was the mindset on that? Yeah, I mean, that was something that our t people higher up than myself in the ticket sales department, you know, looked into. And, like... Which made sense because I kind of, as a fan, I do agree with it. You know, that is a season, it's a weekend game. So I'm telling you, I'm in favor for it, even though it costs me more money. But go ahead, as you were saying. Yeah, it's just, I mean, more, more so. I mean, we know that the Ranger games are the most popular games on the schedule. And, you know, obviously now playing them in the playoffs for a seven-game series is just even heightened the, the uh, rivalry, the more recent rivalry. Uh, but it's been a rivalry since, you know, the very beginning. Uh, but, I mean, it's just those games, it doesn't matter if it's on a Monday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, that game's going to sell out. 100%. Um, so, like, that's really why from a you know, pricing standpoint, that's, those games are priced higher than, than any other. So we should definitely expect that this year. I would expect it again, yes. When is, the, um, when is our, like, our like, package comes in the mail? It comes around now, right? Yes, yeah, so we're going through some changes on, like, the 
introduction to the season mm-hmm. uh, that I'm like heavily involved in, so I don't want to give anything away just yet. Okay. Uh, but there are Ooh. there will be more changes that come, you know, in as we get better as a membership platform. Like there's more changes that will be coming down the road as well. I guess in the positive for for us being on the positive note for us, right? More, getting getting us more, not less. Exactly. Right? That, that's awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm a, a pain in the ass. You know, with you know, with a lot of the shit I ask, you know, like, um, you know, but you know, the, the things is like, so, you know, Tom kind of alluded to it before. So row one and two around the lower bowl, we have our own suite, which is pretty cool because it takes away the crowding in the M lounge. You know, the M lounge, um, which is uh, for a lot of people that don't know, is well, you know what. Chris, explain. I don't want to kind of. Yeah, what, exactly. What, what, where is it located? So for people that don't know about this this lounge. Yeah, so our M lounge is located actually underneath the stands. It's um, kind of like uh, we call it like a bunker club, if you will. Uh, so that's one of our most exclusive areas. So you're saying under the stands? Yes, that's the one underneath the stands. And How do you get there if we're right by the thingy? So you would, to get there, you know, for the M Lounge specifically, you get there by, you know, we have entrances right by the penalty boxes, so you'd be able to go through there. Also, our VIP entrances allow you access right to the M Lounge from the event level. So you're actually mm. walking right by the locker room, which is, you know, a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. You're right outside the locker room when the players come out and take the ice. That's amazing. And that's where the entrance to the M Lounge is. Again, it's very exclusive, um, and it's a more exclusive space. And then above that, at the actually, top, can I just cut yeah. you right off real quick? And we're gonna go back to this because yeah. Tom does have to go because you have a meeting. So, Tom, can you give us fans here some stuff that we should expect without really kind of letting too much uh, the cat out of the bag too much? You know, and it, as your final thoughts. Yeah, definitely. Um, so obviously, we expect a, a much a more improved team on the ice. Um, they'll continue to get better. That is uh, the truth. That's definitely number one. I uh, don't want to guarantee playoffs, guarantee any how far we're going to go. If we don't I, make the playoffs I, this year, it's going to be really – if we don't win – I'm blaming Tom and Chris. I hate the names of all the new divisions. and stuff. Like, Just go back to – you know the, the the Prince of Wales and, and the, the, go go back to that era. You know, like so. Anyway, go go. You were saying. So uh, <laughs> I would expect a lot of games to be sold out th- this season. Uh, mm-hmm. We've sold a, an incredible amount of new season ticket holders. Well, we've added almost three thousand new season ticket holder seats mm-hmm. this year. Um, wow! But from a fan standpoint, like you're going to see a lot of changes throughout the arena. Um, I, I can't. Are you guys it. keeping the lights? The LED lights we had for the playoffs. Uh, like the wristbands, you mean? No, you know the lights that were taped around the railings and all that? That was pretty cool. Yeah, that that one's just, you know, they might do it opening night, but those are like just special occasions. Um, oh, okay. I haven't heard too much about that. Uh, but for the playoffs, it's definitely was, it enhances like the, the pregame experience. It was wild. Any uh, retired jerseys this year? Is uh, Sergey getting retired? I wouldn't expect any retirements, uh, this any retirement celebrations this year, but, um, you know, definitely expect some updates to the concourse. Um, you'll see some areas that are totally revamped um and then hopefully uh with our new partner for catering uh levy food group Mm -hmm. they are going to come in they're they're spending a good portion of money to just renovate you know how the food experience is run in general so you'll see some new concession stands go in you'll see some um some areas where you actually kind of like the amazon uh shopping centers Mm -hmm. you don't even have to take out your credit card it you you tap it when you go in it's a tap and go style um, so we're trying to get more into the tech idea on the concourse and, you know, with all the concession stands and, and with Levy, it's going to be a much. Now, we were the f- one of the first teams that went to 
ticketless, ticketless, right? The, uh, the yeah, QR we were, code. We we're definitely towards the top of that list, you know, going to mobile ticketing uh, as opposed to you know the old-fashioned paper tickets. But and the same thing with no cash, right? Yeah. Everyone, so the, I, I like it. I mean, this listen, as Devils fans, there's a lot of bitching that goes around. A lot of Devils <laughs> fans are just unhappy about being unhappy. Honestly, I I like the upgrading tech and stuff like that. Like, I probably have three bucks in my pocket. Like, I just I. I'm all credit card. All the Not only that, there. by them changing and doing a lot of the things, the meeting the new generation. Yeah, they are. I mean, the, which is amazing. Like one thing is like I, I wear sweatpants. Like money always falls out of your pockets when you wear sweatpants or shorts like that. Having you know, like no cash, like I think it's just better. It's faster. The lines are fast. Um, the lines are are faster. So, listen, I'm one of those devils kind that don't complain about stupid stuff like that. There is, but he whines to me though behind the scenes, just saying. <laughs> yeah, I want to forget the credit card in the car. I'm like, shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, now, I mean, now Apple you Pay. Yeah, yeah. Stored on your phone. Yeah. 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 Uh, you... See, I'm, I'm, I don't do that. I yeah. just don't. I think it's... he doesn't trust Apple Pay. He thinks they're gonna go into. I'm screen. afraid someone's gonna go on my phone. And do everything. So okay, so <laughs> there's a lot to expect. So Tom. Uh, you know, Chris, Hank, you're still settling yeah. down. Yeah, we still have some. Tom's know, gonna bounce time. on us. Tom has to. Uh, he has to bounce. But Tom, <laughs> honestly, pleasure you're popping your cherry today. Yeah, it, it means amazing. a lot to me that you came on to our podcast. <laughs> this was amazing. Um, you know, I feel that we do have a friendship more than it's just. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's more business. I think it's it's a friendship. Um, so <laughs> I, I do. You know, I. You know, I, I you know, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. You know that, right? No, but I, the thing okay. is, no, if someone was to ask Tom, hey, Tom, you know Nico? And he'd be, who? Um, <laughs> no excuse- way. Of course I know <laughs> who they're talking about. Sure, I'm sure he, I'm sure well, he I'd ask if it's Nico, he sure that would be my first yeah. question. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be the only Nico. I know, right? Um, but no, seriously, thank you so much for taking your time out. Thank Have fun at your meetings. Today. Hopefully... Uh, you know, they, they don't tell get, Nico I said what's up. Yeah, hopefully they don't get rid of our uh, goaltenders, which I'm going to be talking to uh, Chris about. I'm I'm kind of content with our goaltending. I don't want Hellebug. Uh, Hel- Hel- Gigi Hellebug. was sad that what's his face is gone. She had so many. Um, hold on, well he has a bounce. So. Oh, I know. Yeah, Gigi's I'm favorite goal, favorite player was uh, Blackwood. By the way, like she was, she loved Black uh, Blackwood. It was Blackwood, and it was the other one. Oh no 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 no! It wasn't um, Blackwood. It was um the one that Kincaid. signed. Oh, yeah, Kincaid. That's who it was. She's got that so was many sticks ago. and yeah. pucks and everything she, from him. She she uh she had she had a sign. That you know, she Would was you mom. be my Valentine's? No, for Valentine's, all I want is a stick. And then and he gave her one. No, and no, he no. gave her a puck. No, first of all, it wasn't true. No, okay, so fact check. We had a sign that said, <laughs> um, "Hall for Heart," and she goes, "I want to ask that guy to be my Valentine." So Sasha wrote down on the backside, "Will you be my Valentine?" And showed it to him. And the equipment, the equipment manager who's been there forever, um, knocked on the glass, and Kincaid turned around and he passed. A puck that said yes on it. Cool. So, and my daughter. But didn't she get a stick that day too? She, she, has, she got a stick. That uh, uh, Corey uh, Snyder oh. Snyder had a shutout, and she got a stick from uh, from Corey after the game. So, and then uh, Chico, you know, kind of put the stats of the game on it, which was pretty cool. Awesome. So, thanks again so much, Chris. Definitely hang out because we yeah, do. I, I definitely want to hear more about the. Um, you know the, the the M Lounge, but also for the people downstairs and the um, the people downstairs. Thank hey, you. Tom. I'm gonna give Chris your shirt uh, later, so we got you a shirt. So yeah, no, I th- yeah. thank you both for having me. This Absolutely. Awesome. And uh, I'll see you end of September for some preseason. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure, hundred percent, buddy. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. So you were saying the M Lounge is downstairs. Um, so what you want to say goodbye to Mr. Tom uh, Gijo? Bye. 
He's behind you. <laughs> Silly pans. He, Gijo's known Tom basically his whole life. Go down a little bit. Get yeah, closer we, to get, us. Yeah, we, we, oh, there we go. Yeah, no, just use this one. Yeah, use, use Tom's. <laughs> yeah. Effort, use both. I know, right? <laughs> both on here. Exactly. So, now, what was the mindset with having this new club for the first two, the ter- first two rows? Yeah, so it, it's more exclusivity um you know in doing things within you know and just looking at what the market's looking for exclusivity is a big thing which is you know what i was speaking on a little bit regarding uh the m lounge so we wanted more exclusivity and one of the bigger uh issues that people did have within the club space was um you know people have referred to crowding there Mm -hmm. so in order to limit crowding what do you do you create more space for uh more people so row one, row two, we created an all-new space. They're investing a lot of money into this new space uh, downstairs. Again, on the event level, we're hopefully going to create a separate entrance for those individuals that sit in row one and row two. Uh, again, Levy, as Tom was referencing, is going to come in and, and really add a new food experience to what the club is all so about. So what is the food experience between the different sections? So you have the food experience upstairs in the club, mm-hmm. right? The, the, you know, the, 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 the one that you can see. You have the buffet upstairs. You have the buffet, then you have the, the club. You have the M lounge, and then you have the row one and two. What's the difference in the food? And I guess we even talk about in the past when Legends did it. Like you mean variety wise? Yeah, variety wise. Oh. It was. I mean, the buffet has basically everything, right? Yeah. Downstairs in the M lounge has sushi, which I don't think the buffet has. No. no. And it's, and the club doesn't have that. Yeah. Can people in, in sections one and two expect sushi? So we're still finalizing that. I don't, I don't believe so. I okay. think we're trying to keep that within the M Lounge. It's okay. also, there's less people in the M Lounge, so it's easier to accommodate sushi for yeah. right. 100 people versus maybe three, 400, for example, that might be in uh, one of the other clubs. But we're expecting it to be a heightened experience from the club space, mm-hmm. but a little bit less than the M Lounge. We're trying to keep the M Lounge as our premier space to be in as right. far as if you want to invest money into the devil's organization we're going to do right by you as far as the m lounge and you've seen the m lounge yourself yeah. you know it's amazing players that aren't dressed are down there yeah, you're scratch uh, players you know tom Fitzgerald out, martin brodeur's down there all the time mm-hmm. um and again it's back to that exclusivity piece of it so we add a carving station which i believe the club upstairs has as well but the sushi aspect the even just the bar having two bartenders down there yeah, serving awesome. people it's very easy to get your drinks you get them and you have a lot of seats. celebrities down there too i mean i've seen eli manning uh, eli manning yeah. was down there before mm-hmm. i mean i've seen you know and he was there with his whole family too yeah and kind of happy that he's a devil's fan you know? yeah him wearing the, and he's a hoboken <laughs> guy amazing. as well yeah, yeah. Him putting on the devil's the jersey was big room. big for the uh, organization but yeah he's down there basically any if they don't have a private suite upstairs you know, the M Lounge is where we would uh, and put And you guys also there. made it private for them, too, because they have their own room yep. that they can keep themselves discreet and private as well, from away from fans as well. So they're not getting being bombarded and all that, which is pretty respectful, too. Yeah, so we do have, uh, I, I believe there's five bunker suites down there. Our ownership group does handle one of them. So, you know, call it four bunker suites down there. And, yeah, exactly what you're saying. People come here and they want to be able to enjoy hockey and not be, you know, bombarded by people asking for photos autographs mm-hmm. and it's justified in my opinion you know if people want to go and enjoy the game with their family so yeah we do give them that space to be able to you know i, I don't want to say hide but if they want to you know have a little bit more privacy with their family they can enjoy that time while also being able to go out and enjoy the game so we try to make it the best of both worlds 
um, bring more people in. Um, you know, and we saw Eli. We've seen a couple other actors, a couple bands. We've seen people from mm -hmm. Bachelor come on. You know, we try and get anybody and everybody involved. Like people who want to be involved with the Devils, we'll we'll get you involved. You know, and we'll we'll get you in, on board. Now, row one and two, mm -hmm. um, do they have that same tunnel access to watch the players coming on and off the ice before uh, before periods and pregame? Yep. So they'll have a similar similar uh, accessibility, if you will. So once you leave the new space, if you were to make a left and walk down, um, you know, I, I know this is a virtual <laughs> visualization, but. Um, you know, you'll be able to go down and the, the tunnel will be right there, similar to the M Lounge. So the M Lounge is more on the right-hand side right. where you would be more, I guess, behind it, but similar accessibility That's to that cool. type of space. So, yeah, we are expecting to have that. You know, we're still working out a lot of details. I know our uh, arena operations team is, you know, they've been having meetings, seems like every other day on uh, what we're going to do, the accessibility specifically, which hasn't made its way all the way down to myself yet. But, you know. I mean, I've seen a lot of the renderings and the photos yeah. are pretty cool. Oh, it's going to be a beautiful uh, yeah. space, a big space. It's going to be, and because it's so new, I believe it'll be one of the nicer areas we do have in the arena. Again, just because it's, Cause brand, it's new. Yeah. brand new. Uh, they've been working around the clock on it. Every time I pass by that space, they're doing something. And it comes with parking, too. Obviously. Yep, and it's coming with parking. And, you know, the investment of it is, um, you know, it's fair in my opinion because you are, and you, I'm sure you could attest, like you guys have some of the best seats in the building. Not only accessibility, view of the ice, like you feel the energy yeah, I, where you are. Honestly, if if money was not an, uh, if money was not an issue and we were able to sit Anywhere we wanted to in the arena. Seish, would you agree that we have the best seats in the house? No, I want um, Steve's spot. <sighs> that that you know where Steve? we are right. is amazing, but where Steve is, I would. Love Do you know the guy who sits in front of me, Steve? Yeah, so Steve's I, one of my. I work with him as well. I really want sad. his seat. I love yes. like, that, so bad. So Steve is an older gentleman. Mm -hmm. Probably, I want to say late sixties, early seventies. He's, he's a vibe. He's he. Acts as if he's a teenager he really going to a game. He goes wild, banging. I mean, what's pretty cool is when the Devils score, they come and they hang out. They, they celebrate by us right on the glass. Yeah. So there's a lot of photos of Steve and yeah, his in celebration. Exactly. Yeah. When Hola uh, scored the goal against the Rangers. Yep. Uh, what was that game? He scored in game five and five. seven. So it must have been five because that was the period they were shooting yeah. towards you guys. Was, wow. So it was game five. He scored that goal. It was kind of like that, kind of, kind of, it, like it was, he made, I mean, there's, I think there was like a meme uh, for NHL 24 with, uh, um, with, uh, okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. The, the, the goalie. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the Rangers? Yeah. Sir Sturkin. Sturkin. Yeah. So Sturkin's pretty much like, Sprawled out on the on the on the on the ice, like belly down, yeah. and Hall is just like fist down, celebrating the goal. Um, but Steve wow. is in that celebration photo. Yeah, and really. he's found himself in quite a few. I'm sure you guys have found <laughs> yourselves in quite a few celebrations, yeah. Yeah. even yourselves. <laughs> you know what? We get a lot of a lot of people reach out to us, like, "Hey, we just saw you in that yeah. play." Or, "Hey, like we saw Gigi or John yeah. Lewis so or when something." They, like. When they score a goal. The MSG camera, because the MSG camera is right beside me. Mm -hmm. So I'll either pan to Giovanna or John Luigi, whoever comes to the game, because they always, I let them sit on the inside, mm -hmm. or they'll go to uh, Foose's daughter, Peyton, who mm -hmm. sits in row four. Actually, Foose sits in our old seats. Yeah, he does. Foose sits in our old seats. No, you know what? I never sat in row four, I've always sat in three. 
Really? Maybe I was in four. I no, I was always in three. I was never in four. I never sat in a uh, row four. I thought we were in four. We came down. No, no, we never sat in row four. We sat really? in row three, yeah. So, um, so Foos sits in row three. Then you have on the other side of the tunnel, like the, the single seat, the guy who comes with his two kids, they wear the, the helmet. They, mm -hmm. they have the helmet on. Uh, hey, can you... Um, Where are you going, homeboy? Yeah, I don't know where he's running away to. So we, anytime they score a goal, we, uh, we get... We get those, you know, we get those shots, and then we get people sending us, and then we have Erica. Like I said, Erica's always talking to Gigi. Yeah, uh, right down always, there, right yeah. at the tunnel. And then it looks like when you guys bring people to the games, like, you know, like different celebrities, you guys are always bringing them to the tunnel. You yeah. guys are always bringing them there. So I've met the, uh, you know, the, the attorney general I met there. I've met a couple of, like, politicians I've met there. Um different celebrities I've met, you know, actors. You guys always, I, I honestly, Sasha may be right, Steve may have the best seat because it's on the glass. Yeah. Um, but when that door is opened, Steve can't get high fives. So I think. Yeah, and you're right there on the, um, like, you know, right on the railing, which mm -hmm. is awesome. Just accessibility from your guys' location specifically, that 15, 16 right by the tunnel. Yeah. When you can't miss it. And you've said, you know, Gigi's gotten pucks. She's gotten oh, yeah, sticks. She's, she's, gotten so she's many met all things. the players. Meeting Erica Walker is an awesome experience for, for a young girl who probably aspires to be similar, you know, she, in, in a position like that one time. So, you know, it's, it's very inspiring. And, yeah, I think all the way around the glass you get something similar in that regard. And, uh, you know, I know you're using, you know, you give games to clients sometimes as well, mm -hmm. as much as, you know, you guys love going to the games. And Steve does the same thing in row one. And there's experiences like that where, you know, you get to do it a lot. And, you know, I don't think it's lost on you guys. I think every single time it happens, you're like, this is one of the coolest things in the world. For yeah. people who do it once and then maybe don't go again, it is really like a life-changing experience for them to be able to send them, to send someone and provide an experience like that, a brand new club, Seeing the players up front, like right there, it's you know it's a really cool thing for people to do, one time specifically, and something that they haven't done before. It's you know it's something they'll talk about forever. You know, I was gonna well, I'm gonna wait until Sasha comes back in because uh, my son's kind of ran away, <laughs> so, but uh, she's the reason why we became season ticket holders for the Devils. Mm -hmm. We were gonna get season tickets for the Ra uh, for the Rangers. Mm -hmm. got, got, I can't believe I said that mm -hmm. for the uh, the Yankees, mm -hmm. um, and. I can't believe the Rangers even came out of my mouth. Yeah, it's that's just, uh, sacrilege. Yeah, right there, it's just, and I'm not going to, you know, that's, you know, I don't edit my stuff, and that's something I wouldn't even edit. Um, I was actually telling Chris how you were the reason why we became season ticket holders with the uh, Devils. Oh, yeah. You need to thank me with that. So, Jersey. <laughs> Gigi was three and a half months old. Um, we it took, was only because of the fighting, though. Yeah. And Rutu and Tutu was on okay, the team. Okay, yeah. Those were, so those I were was top like, line guys. Yeah, uh, back I was when like, I wanted the jersey. I wanted Rutu and Tutu on one jersey, mm -hmm. and then you had Gibbons at the time. My maiden name is Gibbons. So I was like, what? Like, yeah, so yeah, they, it all worked, this is amazing. All they, were all, they, were all the they were on the line. I mean, yeah. this is when we were struggling as a team. This yeah. is 2015. 15, 16. Yeah, yeah it was 15. It was before we became... Yeah, Gigi was born in 2000, yeah. It, Gigi 15. was born in 15. So, yeah. yeah, so this was 2015, and I got tickets right on the glass because the Devils sucked. I mean, they were horrible, so it was very inexpensive. It was basically, I want to say it was Section 15. Mm -hmm. It was it was our, definitely our section. Uh, yeah, it was definitely our section. And if it wasn't our section, it was the opposite corner, Yeah. right? And we went with two of our friends, uh, Jen and... Um, Craig. And Craig. 
and they, they're huge Devils fans. And long story short, she's actually worked at the Prudential as well. Yeah, she was a bartender. She was a bartender. There. Was a bartender there. And there was a fight right in front of us. Oh my god, it was amazing. So she got. She was. I was like, what? She was. We're getting Devils tickets tomorrow. We got to do this. I was like, I got to see this on a regular. So this was like the end of the season. So we went to a couple more games in 2016. We went to more, you know, we were going to more games, but it was either row one on the glass or, you know, first, second. It was a row, first or second row. And this is as you guys, to entice people to come, you guys offered free tickets. So we got a free tickets. We, we spent, I think we were two games in the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm sorry, in the suite. No food. Uh, then we sat downstairs in like the club, like the, and I'm like, listen, I, I don't, I really don't, like, and we weren't like kind of milking the guy for tickets. He kept on offering it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was my birthday coming up. Then it was yeah, his birthday. It was like he was like, what's coming up? I'm gonna give you tickets for that. Yeah. And we're like, okay. And one thing I like is the Devils always play a day or a day before or day after my birthday. So my birthday is April first, mm-hmm. and the Devils always play the thirtieth, the thirty first. First or second or third? I think this year, this season, this season. I think we we might play April first. We yeah. might play on your birthday. So I know last year I think we played the uh, the thirty first, the thirty first, and then we yeah. played again on uh, April second. So yeah, we were right around your birthday. What's going on? His iPad, my iPad. Sorry. So, um, you know that, that that's pretty cool. So now, I, you know, for someone who's considering becoming a uh, season ticket holder, yeah, talk to them real quick. Yeah. Um, you know, like Tom said a little bit earlier in the uh, in the show, it is one of the most comprehensive benefit packages, and we have a product for everybody. I believe there's thirty there's thirty something different price points within the arena that you can find. Really? And so, what's the most economical get into door season ticket holder price? So right now, and you know, the Devils have been lucky enough to have some success, which is just absolutely awesome, given. You know, I started here three years ago. It was COVID. It was, you know, the team maybe perfect uh, time, huh? Underperforming. Yeah, it was. It was. I started in. Uh, started like right after COVID hit, and I was making sales calls trying to sell a product that you know didn't even exist, exist quite frankly, at the time. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, and the team was underperforming at the time. Yeah, they were young and they were coming up, and people did see that, and they were starting to buy in a little bit. But this year it was just a rocket ship. So you know, we've sold out of quite a few of our price points right now. We're sold out of our three most affordable in the lower level as well as our most affordable in the entire arena. But So what's the most affordable in the entire arena? So right now, with the because we sold out of our most affordable, right now the most affordable is uh, 2250 per seat. And that's on our defense side balcony. So essentially above where you guys sit towards the top of that area. One, so like the 100 section? Yeah, section 116 to 124 specifically. So 2000, how much? 2250 per seat. So 2000 I'm going to just grab the calculator real quick. So you said 2250 yeah, divided seat. by 44. That's $51 a, a game yeah. per seat. Now, what is the most economical assuming that opens up in the middle of the season or you know, you know, or next season. So we're talking about half of that to go up in the 200s? Uh so the 200s it's actually the same price in that balcony in the 100s mm-hmm. is the same on the 200 level on the sides, just because that center ice view is a little, or a little like once better. you're along or once you're along, maybe the blue line, and it mm-hmm. is a little bit, it's all subjective. Some people like sitting behind the neck. They see the play develop. You guys are able yeah. to actually see rotations of players, and it's a little bit easier behind the net to see that. Some people like the center ice view. It's all subjective based off of like what the guest is looking for. Mm-hmm. But it is that same price in the 200 level as opposed to behind the net. But $51 a game? 
you know, that's that's an as an average ticket because you guys do two tier yeah, pricing. Yeah, we do the tier pricing. So the lowest level I think is F. Yeah. Right? So an F tiered game might be maybe twenty dollars. I believe it'll be a little bit more than that. Maybe like between twenty nine and thirty three, somewhere in there. Like so let's call it a ballpark. So you're going to a Devils game, you know, for thirty bucks a seat. And then say when they go to the A plus level with the Rangers, maybe yeah, you're looking at a hundred bucks. Yeah, somewhere. So you're going Devils price. Rangers, a hundred dollars a seat. Yeah. The third party prices for that section during the playoffs were six hundred dollars. Yeah, the get in rate was six hundred dollars. The for the playoffs, the coolest part was we, you know, I, I believe we really did right by season ticket holders you did. who have been with us 100%. for a while as far as... And I do appreciate it, too. ...and their cheer now, pay later payments. I believe the, the get-in price for the first round of the playoffs... Was the basic... Cheapest, building, cheapest seat in the building was $45. Yeah, which was... That the, was their play. That was the Rangers. That's the... So I learned it when the Devils made it, the you know, the playoffs in 2018. Yeah, yeah. The first round prices was equivalent to the Rangers Saturday price. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that those prices were phenomenal. And you guys also gave the option for season ticket holders to buy additional seats yeah. around the arena. So what I did is, obviously I was going to the game, but there was also clients I wanted to give tickets to, and I gave tickets to clients. I did sell two games because uh, i i was with clients those we were into actually this our office had a, a gala so a lot of my clients went to the gala as well so that was that was a game too rangers game too yeah um, you probably got really good value for those seats i, I mean the we, resale was yeah. incredible I, for what they so for. i won't well, let me tell you how i sat in my seats for game seven for free uh so <laughs> i like the story yeah so i um I put my tickets for sale as a joke. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a buddy of mine, Brian Foose, who's, who's also a season ticket holder. So I put my ticket for sale for stupid price. It was like over $1,000 a seat for, for, yeah. for game seven. And I did that round one. I'm like, I'm like, no one's going to pay that much money, right? And then I had my two other seats because I had two other sections. Yep. And what I did is I knew game seven, one of my clients couldn't go. So I put it for sale. And the thing is, the app, for me, I'm an idiot. Like, I'm straight up an idiot. I always can't figure out which seats I'm selling. So this is like 10 o'clock at night after game six. And I already had parking. I already had parking for the game because I already prepaid for parking. I bought parking and all that for the whole, se- the whole series. So I had, I had parking. And it was 10.30 at night, game six. And I'm like, all right, let me let me go ahead and put my tickets in my wallet because you can put it into your wallet. And at 10:15, I get an email. Well, I got an email which I didn't realize. My seats were sold. My my personal seats for yep. it was like over a thousand dollars. So I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, well, you know what? I have two additional seats, and those were sold. So I had sold six seats for game seven yeah and all i had was parking and i'm like nervous i'm like i already promised my son he was going to game seven yep so now i'm hunting for tickets so i bought tickets two seats away from jesus and like it was it was upstairs <laughs> it was yeah yep. it was row two like i said it was two seats away from heaven and i was from two seats from 
like hell. You know, it was just yeah. polar opposites. <laughs> and, you know, I see all my friends down there. And I'm like, wow, whoever bought these tickets are not here yet. So at the first, at the end of the first period, where I, it was one of the commercial breaks, I think they were cutting, cleaning out the ice. I went downstairs, I was bullshitting with uh, Brian and, uh, and Kristen and Steve and the guy right behind me with his mm -hmm. son. And some guy who was going, he goes, my friend is bought four tickets and they car broke down on the way here from Long Island and they were Devils fans. Yeah. He goes, they're selling it right now on Ticketmaster for like 500 bucks. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I'll move, if he sells the tickets, I'll move. I sat down in my seats and got paid for it. Yeah. And it was wow. the best feeling ever. I mean, I paid $500 a seat to go sit upstairs by Jesus. Yeah. But I made, I made money to yeah, sit where- Yeah, by selling your other ones, you were- and, it, and I didn't buy those extra seats to make money. Because yeah. I basically sold it for clients. Yeah. Matter of fact, what I did do is one guy didn't have money to go to the game. And he was buying his girlfriend an anniversary gift. And he asked, could I buy the seats and pay you for them later? What? Yeah, I didn't tell you this. Uh, so he Did was he like, end up paying later? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he paid me. He was, like, he was a guy. You lived out. Because you know that. that, he, I'm not, that doesn't yeah. he lived out west by you. Yep. Um, and he just got a job as a police dispatcher. And I'm like, yeah. You know, I made a quick contract saying, hey, I'm giving you the tickets. You have to pay within 30 days. And this is where you have to pay. And pay as much as you want, as little as you want. But at the end of the 30 days, just have all the money. And he gave me his dad's name, his mom's name, his parents' address. Like, just because he's like, I don't want you to feel like I'm scamming you. I'm like, I, honestly, I, I can care less. Like, yeah. I sold I sold a seat the other day. I made my money for it. Like, I'm all about, let me break even, right? Yeah. So I gave it to him. I saw him at the game. It was game seven. I saw him at the game. This is So this is the seat that I couldn't go to because mm -hmm. um, I sold it. And the seat that I bought was worse than this, that seat. It was like, I'm telling you, it was, and I saw it. And like, you know, I, so I'm like, oh, this guy really bought his girlfriend. I went to his girlfriend. She's like, thank you so much. He told me what you did, this and that. Oh, it was wow. such a cool feeling. And now you just need to connect them with Chris so they can get season tickets. Mm. I did. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I gave him the name right after. Mm. I'm like, um, and then I gave him another name. Uh, but the guy never answers the phone. Yeah, he's uh, he's been tough to get on the phone yeah. or on the horn. And, and, but, oh, but, it, but at the end of the day, it's 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 you know we have a really cool community as yep. fans. I, I think when it comes down to it, the fans. This community is in. Sorry to cut you off, but this community is responsible for Gigi playing hockey. It is. Yeah, solely responsible. And I think it even speaks volumes to the community that you have, like. You're able to speak on relationships that you have with the people that sit around you, like yeah. name, you know, first name basis. You know their kids, you know their 100%. family, you know their story because you see them 44 yeah. nights a year. And there's something to that that season ticket holders you become, really love. You become friends and you look yeah. forward to them. Absolutely. And at the same time, if we're going to sell a seat, we try to talk in unison because our prices are like outside of this season here, row two, three, four. Mm -hmm. We're all about the same price. Yeah. So we never try to undercut the other person if we had to sell a seat. Mm -hmm. We always do, you know, even during the playoffs. Oh, I get what like, you're saying. Okay. We all kind of figure out, like, hey, this is what we're going to sell the seats for and stuff like that because we didn't, like, like, we're friends. But in real estate itself, 
I've gotten clients from my friends. Yeah. Like Brian Absolutely. has given us several clients in real estate. It's all about making those networks, those connections. Um, you know, even the, the sign, the players events, we, we get to talk to the players and you're not really talking to them long, but you know, we also tell them, Hey, we're, we work with pro athletes and we can relocate you pro athletes. You know, we can help you if you get traded, we can help you. You know, like when Timo got traded over here, first thing I did is I sent them a message when Tyler Toffoli mm-hmm. was traded over here. I sent them a message when those kids got drafted in row in, in round three, five, seven. Yeah. I sent them messages saying we can relocate you. We can help you through this. We can also help you with your, your investments because you're going to make money. Yeah. You're going to make a lot of money. You're going to make generational wealth, but your career is going to end. Your body can only do it for so long, unless your name is Alex Ovechkin, Yarmir Yager. Yeah. Um, who else has played? Mario Lemieux. Yeah, Crosby. Crosby. And, and, and what's funny is, I was watching a video of Crosby when he was 14 years old, and they let him, you know, they brought him into the junior championship at 14 years old. And he's one of, I think, maybe four players. Mm-hmm. You know, the most recent was Bernard. Um, you know, the getting this invite to to this it's it's but it, how, how old Crosby is now and you, I remember him getting into the league and 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 you lost the dynasty of the Pittsburgh Penguins and started a new one almost overnight which was nuts you know all around him it, it, it's it, incredible it, it is I mean Mar- and in Mar- I think did Mario play his rookie season because I know Mario Mario Lemieux came back in the 5 season yeah or was it oh five oh four oh one maybe. I know. I remember a little before my time. Yeah, I remember Mario Lemieux came, but you know, it's it's wild to see how real estate and in, in, in sports just go hand in hand. For at least for us in our business, mm-hmm. it just goes hand in hand, and it's just how we get into the, you know players. Like anytime I go into the M Lounge, you know, it's just it's very intimate. Yeah. So you can have a conversation with these players and. And it's like, you know, like you'll walk, you know, you'll walk away. Like I'll walk away and, and they're continuing the cut Cause I don't, I don't want to talk to them while they're like, you know, and they're like, Oh no, no. And they, they continue the conversation. But when we met, um, when we met, what's his name? Um, Bador at the thing in Hoboken, yeah. I, um, I was talking to him while we were talking. My, I had a running joke that night. Like everybody I was taking uh, selfies with I was like hurry up hurry up let's do it before my husband gets here <laughs> so with him I took a selfie before hubby walked in and the selfie didn't come out so when we walked away we had to wait in line to get up to him so when I walked away I went back and he was like you're back for another I'm like yeah I was trying to be malicious and look at what happened to the photo he's like let's do it again and I was telling him my daughter wants to be a goalie because of him and my brother who passed in January um, always compared her to Bordeaux. He's like, she's going to be like Bordeaux. She's a badass. She's going to be a bomb-ass hockey player, um, goalie, and all this good stuff. So we were talking, and um, then he was like, yo, remember me when your daughter becomes famous. I'm like, you got to remember me. So then the next time we came and went to the M Lounge, I saw him, and I was like, Bordeaux, what up? Can we take a quick photo? He's like, is your daughter here? Yeah. When I tell you, I was like, yes, she is. Mm-hmm. And then we took a photo together. He's like, Gigi, you're going to do amazing. And she was wearing his jersey, yeah. his Bedore jersey. And she, he was like, you're going to do amazing things. Then I ran into, what's his name? Danica. 
Danico and I gave him like a bunch of lip balm. We gave out like a bunch of lip balm and stuff for the neighborhood sellers. And he was like, matter of fact, I still have it on the counter at my kitchen on my kitchen table. I'm like, you need a re-up? Let me know if you need a re-up because I got a lot more stuff for you. And he was like, this is just a fact. And he was hugging me. And when he saw him, he's like, is your wife here? I was like, this is like so it's, awesome. It's like, really cool. You they know, remember you and like remember the little things. They're like famous. They're like yeah, you're talking about people Humongous, who have their like, jerseys in the rafters. Exactly. The exactly. I mean, you have arguably the best it's goalie amazing. that I ever play hockey. Yeah. Asking, I would say so. Is your daughter uh-huh. here so I can take a picture with your daughter? Yeah. Like, <laughs> how, that doesn't get nothing better than that. Yeah. It's no, bomb. It's incredible. It's amazing. And that's, you know, and that, to, to wrap it back to like the season ticket package and having season tickets, the community yep. that mm-hmm. we've built, like we call it the black and red family. And like some people are like, oh, is that tongue in cheek? Like, no, it's not. Like, no, it's it not. It's truly a the family and, and yep. again like you guys have two incredible stories with two of the best players to ever put exactly. on a devil's jersey mm-hmm. and that's like you know and they're uh, rem- not only remembering you guys but they're asking like not only hey how's your do- is your daughter here i want to meet your daughter yeah. Yeah. like that's coming from uh, one of the best in the organization one of the best the, in the sport he's the assistant general manager of the team i mean outside of his playing yep. days he is he's the I assistant general manager of the team oh wow you know and i joke with Tom and I joke with you all the time saying Tom is going to be working with Fitzgerald pretty soon. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely see Tom getting the up happening. there. Yeah. Yeah. I hope work, he remembers us. Tom's working his people. way up here. He's a superstar and it's, uh, yeah, and it's, it's just cool. And while we don't have as much accessibility to them, like it's not, it's not because of them. Like we do speak with, or we hear from Tom Fitzgerald not regularly, but regularly enough that I, I think to myself every single time, and you know, I've been doing this for three years and it's never, never old. And yeah. every single time that they come up and they give their updates and they ask questions and they are willing to talk, like it, it is so cool and so special. I don't know if other organizations do that. I haven't worked for another NHL team, but just the accessibility that we get, that fans get to these people that are like so high up and so regarded and renowned mm-hmm. across the entire sport is it's really cool, and it's one of those things that you get, you know, as a season ticket holder, obviously employees, but that's, you know, aside from that. I mean, like, listen, you're getting paid to watch games for free. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a dream job. It yeah. truly is, and it's never lost on me how cool my job is. You know, as we're starting to wind down, I didn't realize this is our longest episode that we've recorded. It's is just it? an easy oh, dang. T- It was just an easy talk, yeah, too. We, it really we was. We can talk hockey yeah, all day long. You know, it's, it's, know, right? such, it's such an easy conversation. Um which is we should have had another special guest, but, Gigi, here to talk. Yeah, about you know, right it's, now. it's that would have been on another level. It's unfair for hearing us. a seven-year-old talk about the Devils with yeah, no. Chris and Tom. Yeah, exactly. Can I tell you, Chris, you blew my mind. I thought you were going to be like a super introvert, but you popped out on the show real quick. You were really awesome. Uh, yeah, well, I appreciate. I didn't even that, talk yeah. much because I was like, he's doing amazing. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, for my first time, I was. I'm not going to lie. Coming in here when I was driving here, I was like. Look, I talk for a living. Like, this is what I do. Yeah, exactly. I call people. I, you know, I manage accounts. Like, I, it, I build relationships. I take a lot of pride in, like, my ability to do that. But I was nervous. I was like, I've really? never oh, no. done this before. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to sound like. I don't know, like, how much information do you I give? Amazing. How much do I refrain from? And, no, I mean, this has been awesome. And talking to you guys is just so no, easy. It, it's, it, it just you. flows Th- so this, like, our, our thing is not scripted. You know, I tell, yeah. that, that's the first thing I tell everyone. It's not scripted. Everyone's like, oh, what are we talking about? I'm like, it's not scripted. It's you know, fire talk. What comes we, out? Literally. What comes yeah. out, you know, it, 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 the conversation will bring itself to where it is. Um, you know, we'll transition where we need to transition with the, within the conversation. And it's just, it's very easy flow. And it's just, it's just, you know, our job, like our full-time jobs are no different. 
Exactly. We talk for a living. We're making cold phone calls. We're talking to people that don't want to talk to us for exactly. a living. No different from you. Yeah. You know, like you're talking to somebody who went to a devil's game and signed up for a chance to win a free car. Now you have their <laughs> phone number and email and you're soliciting, hey, how about season ticket hold, uh, season tickets? I'm doing the same thing. I'm like, I will sell your house even though you think you can do a better job than I can. Yeah. No, but in some ways, I think like he he uh, he at least has something. He at least has something to like dangle in front of their face. He's like, hey, I'll give you window yeah. seats yeah. or something. Uh, uh, Where is well, it? Well, what? This is the first time I you thought that. Yeah. I, this is the first time I thought I was not gonna hit the button. Glass. Glass Sasha, seats. window seats. Glass seats. <laughs> you know the window, the glass. Sasha. Is it called the glass? You said window. But you know what I meant? I meant glass. Stop. You know what I meant, right? Gla the glass window. Yeah. It's the same exact thing. I was picking up on it. And yeah, and it's... He you know, picked up what I dropped off. Now, uh, it's gotten more interesting because, yes, in the past and when you guys were buying and, you know, the team maybe wasn't underperforming a little bit, it was... You know, we had inventory. Now, there's yeah. not as much inventory. So if someone wants to buy, we don't have as many... Oh. As much, you know... We don't have like seats to give people because we're selling out games. So now the, oh, wow. the perk is you get to watch one of the best teams in hockey, which is a fact at this mm -hmm. point. And yeah, we do have other incentives that we do throw at people. Um, and, and you know, there are buy now incentives and stuff to still show value, but it's it's different because we just don't we simply don't have the when, inventory. When we which really is awesome. so it when we so joined, cool. we got a signed hockey stick. Yeah. Oh yeah. We had uh, we had like a couple free upgrades. And I, I told I told Tom this, and I tell you this all the time. We don't technically have upgrades. Like, there's no way. Oh my yeah, there's God. no upgrade for you. Like, yeah, the upgrade is going into the M lounge versus going into the club yeah, upstairs. Like, like, that's the upgrade like, this year. Yeah, like, I don't know what the upgrade is. When, when be. someone goes, "Hey, you're gonna get," you know, when someone like when people like, "Hey, I got an upgrade." You know, when, when does your rep ever give you upgrades? I'm like, <laughs> why do I want to sit in row 14? Just to get food when I really don't eat during the games because I'm watching the game. Well, like I'll get my kid something to eat before the game, right? And we'll sit down, and then during intermission we'll go upstairs because the ice cream and cookies right there. We'll get ice cream, sit right back down, and that's it. Yeah, they're working on the generator outside. That's what that noise is. Uh, um, but why do I want to sit and roll? Like instead of giving like give me tickets for the buffet before the game. Yeah, and call that an upgrade. Mm -hmm. And then, or give me tickets for the, the, the club food, but I'm not going to leave my seats to sit in row 13 or row seven. Like, put me on the bench with the players. Like, yeah. let me hang out. Sit in the penalty let, box. Yeah. Right? Let, let, me, let me go yeah. hang out. And, and you know, and that, I wanted to write, what, wind it down. And I, this is going to be last, one of the last questions. Wind it down? Okay. Wind it. Okay. The season ticket holders, mm -hmm. you get a lot of cool experiences. Pre-game sitting in the penalty box, riding the Zamboni. Yep. The, I want to ride the Zamboni. The um, the game, like the the, the blow-up ball game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the puck, the end of season jersey exchange. Um, how does a season ticket holder get qualified get to do one of those things? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of those things specifically, like the shirt off your back is one of the coolest things that 100%. we do. I know you were asking earlier, Tom ended up answering the question. That's my favorite thing we do every year. I think that is just... Oh, I'm sorry to didn't one ask. Of the, no, it's totally fine, but that's one of the most special things that we do. I mean, I... But long story short of it is we have a raffle for things like that because everyone wants to go down there and get, yeah. you know, Jack's jersey, Nico's jersey, go get Dougie's Fuck jersey. Fuck it, give, give me the... Give me, you know, a player... You know, 
I'll take a saw. Listen, I, 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 I don't, <laughs> and I don't mean this in a negative way. Yeah. But give me a rookie whose first game was in NHL, like Luke Hughes. Luke Hughes. Yeah. Now Luke, it's a little has, different. It's him, a little bit but different. But give yeah. me a player whose first game is the last game of the season. I don't care who the player is. I would love that experience just to have a game worn jersey. I'm a huge memorabilia collector. Yeah. I mean, I, oh I my have God. a lot of memorabilia. Um, you know, I have a lot of game used stuff. Like Jasper Bratt gave my daughter a stick his rookie season. Mm-hmm. One of the season, one of these uh, the player season uh, signing events, which was not this season. The oh, was la- that the stick that I got signed was, on the wrong side? No. Oh. Um, it was the season before, yeah. right? Because that was the first season we had since COVID. Mm-hmm. But my daughter got his stick during before COVID, his rookie year. Yeah. He went to sign it. He grabbed it. He goes, "This is my." St- because I had this stick during my my, this is my rookie stick. I'm like, yeah. Like he hesitated. He knew that was his stick, yeah. and That's he knew crazy. What, and he knew what season it was from. He goes, this is from, and he signed it, which was a really cool experience. But, but give me a player. Like, and again, I don't want to say like Luke Hughes because that was his first home game. Yeah, that was. You know, it was the at last game. He had his first point. Yep. An assist from his brother. But I don't like. Yeah, it's really cool when it's Jack, Nico, Dougie. Um, Luke, or yeah, any of them, yeah, you know, Timo. But so, how did you say so? Raffles, so how did these season ticket holders get entered into these raffles? So, we put every season ticket holder in there. Um, and about a week before, so we always do the shirt off your back the week before or so the they, last home game, so they know they're going so about to a week before we run it through very high tech stuff literally a num a random number generator. So, every, right. every account number is put into this random number generator, they, they put out. You know, we only get, at least the last two years, we've gotten 10 spots. Our premium partners, the people who own the suites, the empty yeah. lounges, the, the lofts, um, and then our sponsorship team also gets a few spots as well. Everyone wants a piece of that pie. Everyone wants to go down to the ice, get the jersey, everybody in the arena. Um, so we get 10 spots. So, you know, 10 people get picked out of many thousand. Yeah. And so it is, you know, it's one of the more sought after things. Same similar situation with the Zamboni. We have a little bit more liberty with the Zamboni penalty box, if you will, just depending on um, you know, like your birthday's April first, for example, you were saying earlier. So maybe somewhere around there, you know, we would plan something like that. Or, you know, just an example. The shirt off your back is very much, you know, raffle based. So everyone's name or number is in there. We pull them. We call. We say, hey, you were selected this year to go down and participate in shirt off your back. Will you be at the last home game of the year? If so, can you meet me in the membership lounge, which, you know, you've come up and seen me before. With about 10 minutes left, we'll walk you down to the ice level right after the game. We'll escort you down to the ice, and, you know, the rest is is history. Um, So, again, it is cool because, you know, you get a – but if you're selected – you're typically taken out for the following season. So there are yeah, people yeah. who have been, you know, they get it once and it's not something that you're going to win every single yeah, year, yeah. even though the odds aren't really in your favor to win every year regardless. But, you know, we try to make it as fair as possible because there's people who have been here, you know, 40 years, they've never done it. Yeah, uh, wow. There's people who've been here five years and they, they have done it. So, yeah. it, you know, it is a completely random thing. It's not, you know, we have upper level people do it, lower level people do it, people who sit on the glass, in the club. It doesn't matter who you, you know. Are. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like we want it to be an open opportunity for everybody, uh, and that one's really cool. Specifically, again, Zamboni and stuff. We'll do it. We try to do it randomly. Like, you know, if someone got a Zamboni ride last year, they're probably not going to get one this upcoming season. And how about the the contest during the game? So that's done. That's a little bit above me. So those are within our um, 
within our marketing and partnerships team, they do that because th that's all branded. So you mm -hmm. do like you see like the the Delta Dental Zamboni yeah, yeah, yeah. or all that stuff is is you know there's it's sold. Um, so that's done through our partnership activation team and through our marketing team as well. And they, from what I understand, they literally walk around the concourse and they just pick someone. They pluck people. Oh, that's pretty wow. cool. completely random. Yeah. So that that's where that comes from as far as like the activations, like the you were talking about the uh, we call it knocker ball when you go in that yeah, big yeah. inflatable ball. Like that's all done through our marketing team, and they are, you know, they go around and they they pluck people. Obviously, if it's you know Delta Dental, if they're sending some of their people that night and they're like hey like this is a young kid we need them on the delta dental zamboni yeah sure maybe there's a little bit of yeah i got you know, you work on the side that is done there but that's all done through them season ticket holders we take care of shirt off your back zamboni rides the m m sweet seats are actually a season ticket holder thing which is right oh. at the top of your section the big yeah. the big yeah. reclining chairs which I, that's one thing i don't want to win <laughs> no it, it, so it's cool but again that. it's but the problem is, it's like, again, it goes back to the upgrade conversation. Like, do you want to sit at the top of the section or do you want to yeah, sit like, in row why, two? Why would I, I would want to rather sit? have reclining chairs. Yeah, it's true. It is. They are pretty I'm cool sorry, and big, like, but no, they I are, see where you're coming but from. But they are. But that's, you're talking about, do you want to sit in row 25? Or, row or two? do you want to, after the game, be in pain? Or do you want to be, like, relaxed? I think our seats just... are pretty comfortable because the armrest opens up. So no. Yeah, you can spread out a little bit. Like, and not just that we have that extra room because I of the... I have commitment and commitment phobia. I have... <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> that was when I met you. But um, but give me that one. Um, I don't, I don't think no, I'm claustrophobic. Okay. And I have panic and anxiety attacks. So when people are, like, constantly... You know when you have a guy that sits next to you? Yeah. Men don't sit with their legs like this. Nah, they sit like this. Yeah, and they're all up in your yep. area. And then yep. your spot becomes this. And then you're like yeah, this. But we have, you couldn't find the whole time. But we time. have like, extra leg room. Oh, but when you were a kid or, like... It's just uh, the the whole like I just rather not deal with it. We have extra so legroom though, because the, now the, we do. I haven't been to the new seats. The, I've been only in the no, but you have been because the oh, it's the same spot as the old seats. Yeah, because we have the because the gate you actually have like a half a seat worth of room. The only thing I don't like about our section, uh, no. we only have one gripe about my section, section sixteen. You have all the kids because it's just the walkway. Oh, yeah, when they come when they down come on down the side, right? Yeah. So oh my god. We always have. People stand like so. The whole playoffs, everyone in our section, we didn't have, we didn't have towels yeah. because when people come down, they stand in our section because of the you know, and they so they took all our rally towels. So that's the only thing that sucked during the playoffs because we none of us it was like our whole little section didn't get any of the rally towels because people come by and they stand in our seats and then you go there they're like, well, my kid, is, I'm like, listen. I really don't give a crap. We paid for these seats because yeah. we want our kids I don't there. give a like, fuck I'm about sorry. your kid. You see my kid? These are my seats. Move. Exactly. Go someplace else. Go sit where you got to sit. Because, dude, all I want to do is, if you have a problem, I'm not going to even bother arguing with you. I'm just going to give a guy, the guy, the, the, the security guy who works right there, which is really cool. We're going to give him a look, and he's going to send you packing. So if you want to hang out in this section, just move someplace else, not in my seats. Because yeah. you can be kicked out of the section. Or you'll have people sit in Steve's seats and they'll put posters up. And I'm like, yo, listen, can you move your posters? My daughter can't see the pregame. Oh, my kid. I don't give a fuck about your kid. I got my kid. Yeah. I spent all the money and so my, kid my seats from last year to this year went up, what, $11,000? Yeah. They Damn. Just about doubled in price, yeah. So, you know. My, I was still season ticket holder. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> See how he answered the question? You yeah. looked down. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He made no eye contact with his little. But I also, I also, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I okay. also, I want to say, I think I've also paid half of our, <laughs> half of our, um, oh, membership was already paid for. Oh, yeah, wow. through the you know the additional credits yeah. you had, selling yeah. a couple of games so, here and there. So because yeah, we could you, sell. Oh, wow. you were savvy with it the yeah. way that you've got. So what I do is like if I sell seats, uh-huh. I'll sell it on Ticketmaster uh-huh. and just do it as a credit. So we can sell back seats, and then it's like one of the perks that we have, we can sell seats on Ticketmaster, and we can sell back seats to the Devils for the price the seats cost. So like they'll oh, buy, really? they'll buy. So you guys do what? Eight buybacks? How many buybacks? Yeah, so we do eight buybacks, um, and you're able to buy back games. This year we adjusted a little bit; it'll be 48 hours before the game, and then mm. that goes towards a credit. The credit has to go towards a full season package for the next year. But if you use all eight of your buybacks and you do it strategically you could be looking at 15 percent off of your plan yeah. next year just oh wow based so, off of buying back and then the games the, so, and that helps with uh you know the flexibility of the plan and the games i sold like so the devils that the game seven ticket i sold uh-huh. for a thousand dollars each that was two thousand dollars that went right to our account oh wow so like so like you know it's just you know so you're creative yeah, I did. Uh, well, so take care of that 11G. Okay. Very savvy, yeah, yeah. The way that you've gone about it, specifically in the playoffs. And playing the Rangers was uh, as awesome as the experience was. It was really great for season ticket holders because they had the really? tickets at a pretty good rate. And the going rate for the tickets on the secondary market really made it for a, uh, you know, it was a win-win for everybody. If you're a season ticket holder and you wanted to sit in your it seats. It would have been pretty cool if the Islanders beat the hurricane. Yeah, and then we got the Devils had, Islanders in right the second round would have been really cool. Because mm. um, the prices would have probably gone up 10% off yeah. the other prices. But the thing is, the Hurricanes the Hurricanes were a tough team. Yeah, they were. And they're a great team. And they're going to be, I think the Devils Hurricanes is going to create a, a fun little rivalry the next like three to five years. Maybe, maybe. I'll tell you this. I, I grew up hating the Rangers. Yeah. Like I think it was embedded in me, you know, Rangers always think that really? their shit Why? don't stink because they're Rangers. No, that's like the Eagles and Sash, the, you like the Boston, Jets do you, fans. Hold on. Do you like the Boston and the Red Sox? No. Okay, good. Not. So you totally understand what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. Okay? It's, it's, that's it's the Patriots. Are, yeah, I get what you're it's saying. It's the exact okay. same shit. But, um, so I grew up hating the Rangers. Watching them all walk out with like 10 minutes left in the third period yeah. when we're up 8 was it eight one eight zero? Yeah, eight zero. Yeah, it's four to four or five. It was something. I forgot. Something crazy. Yeah, we, we were. I, I don't remember what the end of the score, but I think we were. We were winning. We dominated them. Eight. We had eight. The the the, the screen said it had like a thing it says we have no more graphics <laughs> for this many goals That's they hilarious. ran out of graphics yeah did you tell gummy bear about that when all the isn't he a rangers fan? <laughs> is. when all the rangers fan walked out and everyone was like oh the devils have 30 percent rangers fans out there you know you guys i spoke to a guy who was a rangers fan who sat in one of the seats next mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. right and he's like my seats are exactly where your seats are at msg and i pay seventy thousand dollars a year. Damn. And I'm like, that's the whole reason why Devils fans were selling the tickets where they were selling them because at MSG, they were selling them. They, they, they're like fucking almost eight times the price that we pay wow. or six times, five times, whatever it is. Yeah. It's crazy. But wow. listen, Chris, some final thoughts. This I, was a pleasure. Yeah. So some final thoughts uh, as we as we sign off. What you got? Yeah. I mean, this was awesome. Thank you guys so much. This was a lot of fun. Again, I didn't know what to expect coming into it, but you guys made it super easy, super seamless. So I, I do appreciate that. Also, the flexibility. I know 
Tom and I schedule even in the off season. We're you know it's not easy to find time, so I appreciate the leniency as well. Uh-huh. But so definitely your phone number, your email. Yeah. How, do, how do, if somebody's interested in in a package? I mean, listen, you can get tickets fifty dollars a game. Yeah, you know, very affordable to watch a Stanley Cup contending team. Yeah, and you know. as far as you know, we we call ourselves full menu sellers. Whether it's a group outing. Uh, we do family and corporate group outings. We do suite offerings, uh, luxury suites for the night. Again, great for families, great for corporate. Partial plans, full season plans, you name it, I can help you out. We got it. Um, and it's uh, the, the number again, 973-982-6310. And my uh, email, cdellaiacono, C-D-E-L-L-A-I-A-C-O-N-O at NewJerseyDevils.com. Fully spelled out, NewJerseyDevils.com. Awesome. Fully spelled out. Yes. Yeah, so Along with your fully spelled out yeah, name. Yeah, as well as, yeah. So you're going to be typing for a while, putting all that in there. But, um, yeah, some people put at NJDevils.com, and that, you know, that won't come to me, at NewJerseyDevils.com. And, again, I'm happy to help out, whether it's business, whether it's family, whether it's a combination of both, like uh, Nick and, Nico and Sasha do here, you know. Uh, so Chris it, knows me. A lot of help. Chris knows me as Nick. You know, oh, he does. Yeah. So Nico is like a real estate thing for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Chris knows me. But uh, Sash, what's yeah. your final thoughts as we uh, as we sign off? Um, the Devils actually pretty fun guys. So check them out and hit Chris up. Um, also, for your real estate needs, don't forget the neighborhood sellers. We're here for you. Hundred mm-hmm, um, percent. Go check out our YouTube for all the behind the scenes. Uh, my Instagram has a couple of little smidges here and there, a little teaser, you know. You hear the phone going off. Just up, a right? little bit. Um, but yeah, guys, go follow us on YouTube. Check out our podcast on all platforms. iHeartRadio. I was gonna say higher, <laughs> just to cut you off. So Pandora, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Anywhere you Dasher. Get your podcast. Yes, exactly. All Princeton. those. All the so, reindeers. You know, and I'll tell you this, Chris, thank you so much for this taking time out of your of your day. Um, it really means a lot to me. Um, you know, anyone Again, guys, this is Chris from the Devils Organization. Yep. Tom bounced early, but Tom is also here. Um, they're amazing reps. Um and, this, and they're amazing. This was they one do. of the funnest the there was this, oh. that was one of the funnest episodes we had. It really was. It's our longest episode, but it was one of them it was actually Good i say this yeah I, I say this all the time it's always fun this is really fun so guys thank really you so is. much god bless you all and we'll talk to you soon here it is the episode you've been waiting for the neighborhood sellers podcast with your hosts nico and sasha antanasio grab a chair grab a drink grab a friend and enjoy the conversation